Yeah, I have done very few drugs in my life. Very few, very little. Um, and but I love drug music. I love Jane's addiction. I love. I I, I really. I went through a strong Chili Peppers phase. Don't Mm -hmm. tell Claire. Um, and that's fine. um, I love. I love Chili Peppers. I mean, I'm wearing wood you know which uh, isn't expressly drug music but it's drug music you know well i mean is it not expressly <laughs> <laughs> i think that could be argued welcome to bad episode was we are popsicle In this episode, we'll be offering opinions and reactions to The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 6, Udu, in which we blow up Middle Earth. Uh, oh, I should have given a spoiler warning before I even said that, probably. Spoiler warnings. All the spoiler warnings. Universal spoiler warnings. Yeah. This episode was written by John D. Payne and Patrick McKay and directed by Charlotte Ferenstrom. I said that correctly. Yay. Hello to my co-hosts. We're we're a little bit of a broken family for this episode. A little no bit. Way. <laughs> Do we have Justin Peniston? Hi, Justin. Hi, I'm here. Hello. And Kelly Sue. Hi. Hello. We are missing Lisa K. Weber and our as you can tell by my flustered demeanor, probably our wonderful producer, Philip Kelly. Um, but I, you know, through the magic of the internet and texting and all of that kind of thing, I, I have their thoughts in written form, uh, or we do. And so I will likely be asking Justin to take on the mantle of the Philip Kelly for us. Ooh. in this episode in bringing his thoughts oh i could do that to the yeah i was about to say look i cannot cry at command i'm not that kind of actor. <laughs> i was like I <laughs> oh this is gonna be good <laughs> Philip, and then, I i'm just kidding kelly sue that means you've got to embody lisa k weber which i know is a f- totally foreign concept to you 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 don't I have understand no idea what that's like and i certainly all. don't do it on the reg so it will be difficult but You'll muscle through, I'm sure. I'm going to sort it out. I'll figure this out. Hmm. What's Lisa thinking? (laughs) 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 Oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Um, Brief rundown. But before we get started, we, we do have a commercial segment. This episode is brought to you by Rapid Transit. Getting you from Numenor to Mordor to be in oh 20 minutes for your money back that's our commercial unbelievable so our numenorians plus galadriel plus how whatever his name is how how brand how brand thank you yes. you and know it's the- bad if kelly sue is getting the names right for you i know you know, <laughs> you know claire's flustered getting off of work <laughs> i cannot i cannot remember that guy's name to save my life 
yeah, I can remember the Hal part. So I'm just going to call him Hal. Hal. That solves it. Totally. Anyway, um, all of these folks are making their way to Middle Earth on the ocean. And apparently what was taking weeks and weeks and weeks for Galadriel in swimming takes 20 seconds um, by Numenorean ship in this. And those horses just look uncomfortable on that, uh, on those boats. Those boats look entirely too small. Yeah. Yeah. That, that to be the fighting force that we then see those mm-hmm. that looks like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of suspension of disbelief there. That's what it yes. looks like. Mm-hmm. In the Southlands, we have battles a brewing. We have a little mini uh, Helm's Deep, sort of, but also mm-hmm. a bringing down the towers of the, the Black Gate, sort of. Um, then we transfer the battle back to the village. Don't know why we're going back to the village, but hey, let's go back to the village. Yeah. Um, and more battling there. And then we've got some horse chases. We had some smooching this episode, which yep. was nice. I thought we were going to get more smooching than I wanted, but uh-huh. thankfully it was just the right amount of smooching for now. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and then shit goes down and stuff blows up and it's the apocalypse apparently. So I really don't have anywhere with theme to start i'm just really interested i think to hear how this episode which is a bit of a departure we've got more action in this episode than we have been treated to since probably the very first episode um well just more action period i would Um, say that i think this is more action than the previous five episodes combined yes Mm -hmm. and you know things have kind of, some things have coalesced. We do not visit the Harfits. We do not visit um, Casa Doom. We don't see Elrond or, you know, anyone else other than these groups. So Uh do you feel like this episode brought some forward progression slash closure slash like bring things together for you in a way that you expected? And... Both of you are looking straight up into the air, thinking deep thoughts. So I'm going to start with Kelly Sue. Um, <laughs> off to a great start. Um, you know, it's funny. This is like, this episode was definitely um, more of what I was expecting the show to be like as a whole. I was expecting it to be more, um, cause this, this episode was probably the most organized of the episodes where it was like, oh, okay. I'm understanding how we're, how one thing is leading into the next And the stories are all funneling together with one kind of aim, right? Mm -hmm. More or less. There's action. It is kind of suspenseful. Um, But I was still, I mean, every single episode, including this one, even with the action, there were still moments where I was like, what's actually happening right now? Like, And it felt 
as I was saying, kind of when we were gearing up to start recording, it felt like there, I, there was a lot of, um, emotional manipulation going on in this episode. And maybe it was like suspense and cliffhangers, maybe just gone wrong or that weren't earned. Um, but I was like, I don't know how like the most, I guess, exciting episode is also the most depressing of (laughs) all of them because I was like, oh, they, you know, they win this battle against the orcs. And then we find out it was just them. (laughs) It was half of their people. And then all of the orcs are hiding in the forest. And I was like, well, then what the fuck was all of this about? (laughs) Why did that need to happen? It was like, we're going to set a trap for you. No, we're going to set a trap for you. No, we're going to set a trap for you. It was just like, y'all, this is too much right now. Like, I get that we're one, like, it just felt a little bit, it, it just didn't feel good. It didn't feel like interesting to me. Um, That is totally that could just be me and the way that I feel about battle episodes in general. <laughs> um, I mean, in order the the battle episodes that I've loved the most are ones where I'm like, I have a very deep emotional vested interest in what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I think back to Helm's Deep is a perfect example. I really care about what's happening. But in this situation, I was like, I don't even know enough about what is happening. I know they're trying to get this thing. And that's it. And I was shocked that the Numenorians got there. I was like, how did that happen? Didn't they just leave? I knew, I knew that was going to happen. And yet I was still shocked they were able to do it because the editing and the way they're putting this, this, the flow of this together does not work. There's, Mm -hmm. there's not a way to land on middle earth. And then like. They straight up told us in the opening of the episode, it's going to take us two days to get there. Uh Yeah. And we got one night's worth of adventure before they got there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. They're, they're rushing, 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 yeah. rushing through parts. And that- I also, well, I think this might be the point number two. So I'll, I'll hold off on that, but go for it. I feel like there was a theme in this episode. Ooh. Okay. Oh, go Justin. Although it's not, me. it's not a writerly theme, you know, per okay. se. It, the theme was things are not what they seem. You know, yeah. uh, and, and you know that was proven over and over again. Uh, things are not what they seem. This beautiful green, you know, rolling hills and area that the orcs are getting ready to, to despoil. Oh, that's Mordor. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This th- mm-hmm. this is about to be Mordor. Mm-hmm. Oh, this you know this keep, which is intended to keep people safe. Oh no, that's going to be a trap for the orcs. Oh, this uh, this MacGuffin that we've been chasing, the Morgul Blade. Oh no, that's actually just a hatchet. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> and but more than that, it also revealed something of the nature of Galadriel, and I, it it inspired me to do a little digging mm-hmm. because, like you know, I've never read the Silmarillion, and I haven't 
I haven't dug super deep into the appendices in a long time, but in a relatively book faithful interpretation, Galadriel's not a nice person. Yeah. She is super ambitious. Mm -hmm. Like she, she never rose to the level of Kinslayer, which other elves did, but mm -hmm. she did, she sought domains to rule, mm -hmm. you know, not to take over. She wasn't interested in conquering. She just thought she, you know, should be running shit. Mm -hmm. And so with that sort of dark aspect to her character, I was like, okay, but this- Is that a dark aspect of her character though? If she's, you, I mean, arguably if, she did it in a, in a relatively benign way. She wasn't taking people over. No, I know. Right. Like, no, I'm but it's ambition is not seen as a heroic quality tra traditionally. Do you know what I'm saying? In that sure. sense, especially yeah. not in female characters. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, that's we, just we put up with it. Yeah, we put up with mm -hmm. it in male characters, but we, you know, we we don't really tolerate it in female characters. But I wasn't prepared for Galadriel to straight up say, "I will wipe every orc from the face of the earth. I will kill you all." Mm -hmm. You know, I will kill them, and I will leave you alive so you can suffer. You can feel their deaths before I finally kill you. And I was like, "Whoa, this is a villain talking." You know, hundred percent. I thought you the know? same thing. And yeah. like, I'm hoping if this show continues past its first season, <laughs> um, that they will continue, that her arc will be about starting off as a relatively villainous person, getting humbled and her comeuppance and that meaning something, do you know what I mean? But that can't happen gradually. It can't be like, oh, I misjudged, the volcano went off and now I'm not, you know, now I'm not super evil anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it, it has to. It has to be more than that. Um, yeah. And this brings me to, and I think I told you guys that I had a mea culpa, mm -hmm. um, with the theme of things are not quite what they seem, mm -hmm. you know. And I think everyone has said, you know, who Sauron, who Sauron, who Sauron. And I've been making the point: Sauron doesn't really hide in the populace. It's not really his jam. You know, this is a guy who operates to a certain level, you know, I'm Sauron, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Turns out I was completely wrong about that. Um, there's even a, there are notes in Tolkien where he says, um, Sauron will appear to the people we've been following in disguise and lead them down a dark path. Um, so all of a sudden it seems, and his form will be very fair. Um, all of a sudden, it doesn't seem so crazy that Halbrand might be Sauron. I don't think he's that fair, but that's fair. Enough. Well, you know, I am willing since, to put money on it at this point. And well, it's interesting because you know how he said, how Adar said he killed Sauron, mm -hmm. and Halbrand is like, "Do you recognize me?" And Adar is like, "No." And so it could easily be, he could easily be Sauron, you know? He could easily be Sauron. Again, that's, I think that scene is one of the ones that, that holds up Kelly Sue's assertion of yeah. manipulation. I, oh, I think it's yeah. way too early for them to be yeah, settling and being so blatant about it. I think it's, that's, yeah, the blatancy of that in that scene was like, oh, okay. I get that he could be, but I think they're telling us it. We should be reading. No, it's not because 
if they if they really are being that blatant right now, then wow, they're they're throwing all their stuff out wow. just really early. There may be a whole. They may have gone into this. They were given so much money. Mm-hmm. This show kind of had to be a phenomenal success, you know, beyond mm-hmm. anyone's wildest dreams to recoup that kind of money. Do you know what I'm saying? And well, they're already doing season two. No, are they? I think they've already got the go-ahead for the second season. Oh, I, I did not know that. I could be wrong about that. <laughs> or, or that could have just changed, even or, though you were right about it. <laughs> maybe it changed. One day ago, <laughs> The Rings of Power season two starts production in the UK. So, oh, great. Yes. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, yeah, I think the other thing that I want to say at this point, given that there are two episodes left, um when are we going to hear about a ring oh i think we're i think we're well we're we're, yeah at the very least like they're gonna i think that all we'll get this season is just the statement of oh we should do this now which is i just think it's an interesting choice to name your show Rings of Power <laughs> and then not have there be any ring involved after six episodes of the beginning of that we're, show. We're getting to it. I think it is it is strange to have the name of your show be referring to the thing that's going to be built up to because, I, I mean, we're talking about wondering who Sauron is well we can't get to a point where rings are being made unless yeah. we have Sauron on screen mm-hmm. um so it yeah. should have been called how I met your Mordor I <laughs> am so offended by how amused I am by what you just said I am disappointed in myself for so being much. for being a little delighted <laughs> by that. I met your Mordor. I need a minute to respond. Okay, I I just need to say, um, <laughs> that I did love that. That was the only part of this show that I really loved. That this was all because I've been thinking it was Gondor <laughs> this entire time. So for yeah. it to be Mordor right. was pretty awesome. Yeah. I feel like if they were all sitting <laughs> in the shadow of a big volcano, they should have put that volcano on screen more. And it almost would want to go back and look and see if that's been looming in the background. Yeah. I've just been ignoring it. If it's not, then that's a little bit of a manipulation yes. as well. I'm I mean, telling you. One of the things that Philip sent us uh, or commented on in an email he sent me was that it, and this might be one of his hot takes, um, but like the scope of the Southlands, like is this village, his his rumination was just kind of like, okay, is this village like all of the population of the Southlands <laughs> or is it just like this little border town or like, uh-huh. and, and I can add to that, I think a sense of like how we were struggling and figuring out where this village is and where the tower thing is, is it, kind of part and parcel with that because it's it, the the scale of this show does not does not match up with what I feel the scale of Middle Earth 
to be. I mean, we've started, yeah. that started back for me a couple of episodes, a, a couple of episodes ago with, mm-hmm. you know, Numenor and, and I'm, I'm willing to forgive that if they just are clear about things, I guess. Yeah. And, I, and so now that we're getting this episode and, and we're having just like this weird, like, <laughs> Although Game of Thrones did this all the time. They would start a journey somewhere and then two seconds later be there. And you're like, how did you get there? But I also like, you know, it's kind of, it's hard to not compare this to Game of Thrones just because of the scope. And I mean, the inherent similarities. But what Game of Thrones did that I feel is something that's not happening on this show is that it i think it took into account in a more practical way that the audience doesn't just know these things you know like with game of thrones they were like very clear about where Mm -hmm. things were you very much felt the difference between the lands and I had a relative sense of Westeros and what was going on. Do you know? Maybe mm-hmm. not to, you know, a crazy degree, but in this instance, it's like, yeah, if there's going to be a gigantic volcano that's the downfall of this beautiful valley, maybe mention that at a certain time. Or like Justin said, maybe show us the volcano ahead of time or. Or show us how these people don't understand that it is a volcano. That it is a volcano. Right? Like, like, exactly. but, but give some reference to it so that it doesn't just pop out of nowhere. Yeah. They did mention Oradruin, the name of the mountain, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. once in, yeah. they mentioned it exactly one time. But I couldn't But then that, that name <laughs> sounds like all of these other names. Sure. sure. So it's like, I don't know that you're talking about the mountain. Right. You, Unless you know, I'm. I, you have to really be. You have to be a. You have to be a, t- a bit of a Tolkien nerd to know that Aradruin is Mount Doom. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I, and that they can't call it Mount Doom now because you know it's it not, wasn't. It wasn't that. You it know? hasn't forged <laughs> a ring of power yet. Totally. Yeah. Um, and so there were a lot of things like that for me. Like I wish that, I wish that the the kiss between Arendir and Bronwyn would have happened in the last episode. So that I wasn't, so that that would have gotten like a really wonderful, beautiful moment that wasn't just about something shitty's about to happen. So let's have them get, let's give them the romantic moment now. That felt very much like you are purposefully tugging on my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it isn't character driven. The, the way I was to- about to say. It feels like they're doing it for the plot, and not for the character. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're doing yeah. it to set up an emotion, more a particular emotional reaction when Bronwyn, mm-hmm. when you think both of them are going to die. Yeah. Later on in the episode, I prefer right. my smooching to happen after, like a really like you you know give it some time and space. Yeah. Do it in the last episode, like you said, Kelly Sue. Yeah. And give them like a moment, like give Aaron Deer a moment of really feeling like he this is all going to end in death for everybody, right? Totally. Like, like, mm-hmm. like Lego loss, like people, yeah. you're going to get that whether you understand mm-hmm. all the things or not. Right. And then give them that kiss in that moment. Yeah. And the, boy, that would have been oh, the best. Amazing. 
what I did love, a moment I did love was the, the kind of speech, the small speech that Theo gives to Arendir about, I feel a sense of loss. Oh, that was, mm. that was the best character moment in the whole show. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I was like, now we're talking. Yes. This is a story I mm-hmm. recognize and I care about. He had the thing and felt the power and it was taken from him. And now these, all of the stories across, you know, Lord of the Rings are yeah. connected. That's a major thing. Yeah, absolutely. I also did like, and again, this is something that people who've read the book a gazillion times maybe picked up on, but maybe didn't. But the moment uh, when Theo asks his mother to tell him the thing that she always tells him when he couldn't sleep when he was Mm -hmm. younger, that was beautiful. But it was beautiful, beautiful because those are literally Tolkien's words. Like they're pulling that right out of um, Sam's speech in the book when they're in Mordor and he's trying to get Frodo going in Mordor and talking about, you know, like I can see, mm-hmm. you know, we're in this horrible place and we, it, everything is dark and obscured and, but every once in a while I can, you know, the clouds will mm-hmm. clear and I can see stars. And I realize that the shadows are just a, just a fleeting thing, a passing yeah. thing and it'll go, um, so thank you, Tolkien, for um, Thanks, Tolkien. visiting episode six. That was delightful. Yes. Um, here's um, what's going to be. Lisa had to say. Oh. oh, yes. Go right ahead, please, Lisa. Lisa had to say, I definitely thought they were going to kill off Arendir for a minute <laughs> in that pre-battle combo with Bronwyn. And I was ready to give up on this show all over again. <laughs> Lisa's oh. like, if Arendir gets killed, I'm out, y'all. That's it for me. <laughs> There's a couple of moments in this that a what's going to kill the show for me is if Halbrand is Sauron in disguise uh-huh. and they keep pushing the, hey, they're going to end up at least kissing uh-huh. moments between he and Galadriel. Oh my God. I was but like, I'm telling you right, right now. Oh, I was. I yeah. <laughs> if, if they end up having Galadriel and Halbrand slash Sauron, if he is Sauron, bump uglies, I'm, mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip a table. Oh my God. They wouldn't. Can never. you, like, I can't rewatch Lord of the Rings then knowing that this Galadriel had a thing with Sauron. I mean, I think that's where I can't go. I just, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I think that would be a stretch. I don't, I can't do that image. Yeah, right now, hmm. fans love to ship any two characters who get a closeness. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fans do that. Like we're 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 trained to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to one of my hardcore Lord of the Rings nerd friends, mm-hmm. and she was saying, "I really hope they don't have a romance between those two. Mm-hmm. She goes, "I really hope they just keep them battle bros." Yeah, and. That can be a real thing. And there is an intimacy mm-hmm. between battle bros. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. Absolutely. And I would be, that. and and if they do that, if that's the route they go, that's a good route because mm-hmm. yes. the, the sense of betrayal may be even more profound. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because it's yeah. less personal, because it's more idealistic. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I really hope 
they keep Halbrand and Galadriel battle bros. Especially point. because they haven't mentioned it at all, but at this point in Galadriel's life, she is both married and a mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'm wow. sure that's not what they're thinking of in the show. And boy, they keep pushing those moments. Like they were they were pushing that in that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this is, that was kind of another moment though, because I thought it was interesting this, the the whole moment she has with Adar. He's my favorite character right now, by the he way. Was, Adar. I mean, this I guy is brilliant. He was He's hard not to root for. Really no, hard not to root for. And, when, and he makes this him. comment to her about like meeting another elf who's been touched by darkness or who's under the influence of darkness. Or he, he has a line like this to her. Um because I was literally sitting there and I had the same exact feeling as you, Justin, where I was like, I haven't had enough time. And this is my, one of my top criticisms of the show is like, I didn't get a chance to fall in love with Galadriel before she becomes this hardened warrior who's just out for fucking blood genocidal warrior yeah yeah, i was like this is a it's real you're really asking me to go out on a limb as an audience member right now and care about this woman who's giving Mm -hmm. this truly horrifying speech it was it was really awful yeah it was terrible and i was like like you said this sounds like the bad guy you know Mm -hmm. So how am I supposed to be like, this guy's bad when you're saying the same shit? Oh, yeah. My peak, peak then, emotional reaction in this episode was yelling at the screen, you better not kill off Adar, right? <laughs> you yeah. better not kill him off. Well, no. and I was also He's also like, the most properly motivated character on the whole show, yeah. with the possible exception of Aaron Deer. Aaron Deer's yeah. motivations are pretty sure. clear, too. But I'm yeah. sorry, I interrupted you, Kelly Sue. Please. Oh, gosh, no, that's okay. In um. But I was like, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow you here, right? Because as an audience member, when you're watching anything, you're putting your trust in the storytellers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's keep on trucking and see what happens. And this goes back to the connection that I'm making again with my continued belief that Halbrand is Sauron. <laughs> <laughs> Because she's has this moment where she's like, the darkness has invaded her, you know, maybe. We don't get to see any of that land for her. There's still no vulnerability. She isn't humbled by his comments at all. And she goes into the forest and Halbrand says this thing where he's like, I felt this when I was fighting alongside you. And she was like, I felt it too. And I was like, is it the darkness? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Why were you called to this area on this day for this mountain to explode? Are you being influenced by the darkness? Maybe. That would be super cool if that's what's been going on. But I also don't think that that's what's been going on. <laughs> just what I want to be true because then I'm like okay now this is starting to really add up 
Yeah. So I was today years old when I went and looked at Joseph Mall's IMDb page. Who plays Adar, who I I just he's my favorite right now. Amazing. Period. <sighs> um, and realized that he played Benjamin Stark in Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I know I recognized him. Yeah. But yes, I mean, obviously on this show, his face is all fucked up. It's but really... yeah, but yeah, but he's still de- he's still dealing out like the sincere emotion. Like he Good really loves his his orc family, and it makes me want to love his orc family too. Yeah. Um, and also That's he cool. was the smartest person in this episode. Yeah. Of a, a sorry, Justin. Admittedly, a lot of dumb people. I mean, so I almost lost it. I think I might be able to like Aaron Deer still, but when Aaron Deer gave the package back to Theo thinking he's giving the Morgul blade or hilt or whatever back mm-hmm. to him, I just, what the, what are you doing? That's not a teachable moment. But also giving it to him know, and then walking away. As an elf, how do you not know that it's not in there? Check the package. Check the package, people. How did Galadriel and Halbrand and Arendir and everybody else not figure out that wasn't the, that was a hatchet, not the flipping blade thing? That's a tough one to buy too. I, I just was floored. That's not, for me, <sighs> the hardest thing to swallow in the episode. Ooh, what is it? Ooh, tell us. I already mentioned it to you, Kelly Sue, before. Mm. Um, and again, I was talking about this too with one of my fellow Lord of the Rings nerds. But at the end of the day, this whole plot of Adars was to set off Mount Doom, uh-huh. to blot out the sun so there would be a place for his people. Uh-huh. Love that. Uh-huh. And so they went looking, tearing apart the Southlands to find this hilt, this sword, the broken sword, the, 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 the Morgul blade that is the key to opening the dam right why not just break the dam Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you can tunnel that much you can do it i mean yeah you know like i guess well but see the tunneling also has to do with the directing the water where it needs to go so it was more than just just breaking the the dam dam. true yeah (laughs) i i just (sighs) look i mean it was cool, you know, yeah. like it, it was really cool. So I, 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 I'm inclined to forgive that. Um, if the rest of the episode, if, if the rest of the show were, you know, giving me such cool emotional vibes, that wouldn't matter to me. I don't, I don't yeah. nitpick when I'm out, when I'm happy with what I'm seeing. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I only nitpick when it's making the characters who should be admirable and and earning my allegiance, right? When it mm. makes them stupid, just sure. dumb. I had that problem in Game of Thrones, ultimately. That was more than anything else what brought the whole show down for me in the last season. I, but that was a rough one. <laughs> it was. Oh, goodness. Well, it's, um, it's probably time for a break. So oh, yeah, let's. Good. Yep. Let's take oh, a break. I was supposed to be Phil. I was supposed. I was supposed to have signaled in this moment. By the way, I should have done 
It's Phil. It's more of a butterfly. But yes, I should have done that. Yes, I should have done that. That is okay. We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and go through hot takes, which I think a lot of us have. And this is going to be uh, your guys' opportunity to channel our BFFs who are not here with us uh-huh. today. So Done. excellent. We'll be back right after this. If you're enjoying this conversation, you're in luck because we're also talking about Netflix, The Sandman. And this fall, we're going to begin a long-awaited deep dive into David Lynch and Mark Frost's Twin Peaks with our throwback podcast series, That Gum You Like. And you should always keep your eye out for other pop-ups that we might do. I think we're gonna need one or two after watching Rings of Power, I imagine. Um, So for all those updates and all things Popsicle, follow at PopsiclePod on all social medias and check out our website, join our mailing list. That's PopsiclePod.com. And you spell that P-O-P-S-K-L-P-O-D. going to throw out my two hot takes. Um, Well, actually, you know what? First, I'm going to mention that part of what Phil sent us, and uh, I'm going to take this bit, just I'm going to embody Philip in this moment because I get to feel his sense of optimism and emotional uh, resonancy with anything, with all things. Um, he's pointed out that all of the things that we were talking about in our last podcast episode on Rings of Power have happened. We've had an episode around a single event, which was great. We've had Galadriel's villainy super rearing its head (laughs) to Uh a point where even Philip might've been like, ooh, that's too much. (laughs) And then Galadriel does not get what she's, what she wants. And so- is she going to be humbled? We don't know. Um, yes. Judging by the last shot, and he loves to talk about shots, but <laughs> judging by the last shot, I would say that was humility dawning on her. You know, it, it was humility racing towards her as the cloud did. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, well, and yeah. it was such a supremely selfish moment, too, because she's just wallowing in her reaction to what is happening yeah. while you're watching, like, everybody else behind her the queen you know all these other people just trying to save a few more of the villagers at this point and and gladriel's just standing there that's delightful oh my gosh i see you've already cleared one of my hot takes claire oh good um my two hot takes and these are frequently my hot takes in many things and and usually in any kind of action movie, I get to have one of these or both of these hot takes. Always check the package. Never assume that the thing you were given has the thing in it that you thought you were given. Uh-huh. Hashtag or reference sneakers, reference <laughs> whatever else. I was really thinking about sneakers a lot. <laughs> Uh, anyway i always think about sneakers a lot anyway i'm just impressed that's because it's the only movie from the 80s that you've ever seen 
Probably, right? It's the 90s. That's <laughs> the 90s. The look on and your face movie... was priceless, though. Yeah. Was... <laughs> it's the 90s, and it's the reason I met my husband. So. Oh, well, there you yes. go. Um, I'll talk less shit. Yes. Also, unless you're, unless you're prepared to have full-blown surgery, like in that moment in time, don't remove the arrow. Don't remove impaled objects because that that whole mess they had was stopping the blood flow guess what the arrow is doing that you pack around the 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 arrow and you leave the arrow in mm-hmm. until you're ready for surgery mm-hmm. don't do it i was if pleased that they broke off the, the arrowhead end that, that at least because that they should you, have done they should have broken off both ends and left yes. the impaled part and then yeah. packed it packed it and wrapped her up around mm-hmm. it even if it's something in your eye you you pack it you you protect you keep the don't remove don't remove the impaled object I mean, people i do want to say they just wanted to do the oh so classic you know cauterization thing and also they wanted to make the seeds that you know had been this thing between Aaron Deer and Bronwyn. They wanted to make that pay off in some way. So, I mean, I you feel you grow a tree out of a shoulder now. I don't. Anyway, it was tough. That was another one where I was like, "This is hard because isn't Aaron Deer like a lifelong warrior with arrows? Probably yeah. would all, know all of to these not do that." Yeah, don't especially don't. when it comes to the love of your life. <laughs> Do you know? Yes. So that was that was one of my hot takes. As okay. Well. I am done with my hot takes. Um Lisa Kelly Sue and Justin Phillip. Whoever yes. wants to take it from here. I'll do Lisa's real things. quick because I already gave one of hers. Um, she says it's the battle sequence episode, snooze emoji. <laughs> we know she falls asleep Um, during the battle scene she's not a fan of battle sequences so that's not that's that's very yes um also not a fan of galadriel speaking of things she's not a fan of yeah exactly (laughs) she finds galadriel to be insufferable oh look at me my eyes saw land an hour ago and then it's so patronizing with a east how do you say it isildur isildur I just yes. can't with her. You are not as cool as you think you are. Which cracks me up, her take on that, because because it's accurate, one. Mm-hmm. And two, that is a scene that so many people are talking about. Oh, okay, finally we're getting a the Galadriel that, you know, we want to be seeing someone who's interested in, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. She, she also says... Okay, Bronwyn is battling in her racerback dress with a saggy burlap hooded kimono. No, I have a kimono robe. I can't even get out of the kitchen without the sleeves catching on every last drawer, cupboard, and door handle. Not buying that she's killing orcs in that thing. That is. Do you you remember earlier in the episode when I said (laughs) I only really nitpick when everything else is not working for me? Mm-hmm. That's exactly that one of those kinds of complaints because everything she says is true. But if yeah. she was loving the show, she wouldn't have cared. Do you know totally. what I'm saying? It's 100% yeah. true. 
I, I don't um, know. I, then, even when I'm loving a show, I'm, I probably gonna, am going to bring up the stupid things that women are put in to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not saying stuff. she wouldn't have brought it up. I think she oh. would have. I yeah. just think that, you know, she would have brought it up been... with laughter and, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, my only other hot take aside from the impaled object thing is, um, and it, maybe it makes sense story-wise, maybe not. Um, I hated that it was the old man from the village that took the sword and turned the thing to open the dam. I was like, are you freaking serious right now? This guy, this is the guy (laughs) that goes and does the thing with the sword that creates Mordor. This dude, (laughs) you're kidding me right now. (laughs) Yeah. He's the one who had it in his barn or whatever. Yeah. When Theo finds it. Wal- to Wal- begin Waldrig or whatever. Yes, Waldrig. So I yeah, like I don't quite understand him. Like he seems to be this like gung-ho, you know, yeah. peace boy. Whatever. I was, I just was like, I'm but he doesn't try to get it back from Theo. Nope. Like then, like he's really casual about it. And then I yeah. It's all just so many of these moments. Are, they just fall flat for me like yeah. over and over and over and it's really hard but I did love that moment with Theo I thought that was lovely Justin or Philip whoever you choose to be in this oh, I'm speaking for Philip right now at first I was like a single arrow drops a whole tower then I was like Oh, it's an orc tower. Stupid orcs. Um, at which point Justin interjects and says, I feel like they were trying to pull off, you know, the, the amazing elf shot more than the stupid orc tower, but whatever. Although I don't think it was an orc tower. I think it was a human tower, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, and then at first I was like, this village has a better battle exam-age than the tower. Uh, Aaron Deer, just say, okay, we're fucked, but this is our best shot. Um, and then at first I was like, I think this don't is be a- stupid and use torches when you attack orcs. Oh, you weren't. Clever orcs. <laughs> or, or when you attack, comma, orcs. Blast you, Philip. <laughs> oh, you weren't. Clever orcs. At first I was like, this is a theme, by the way. The entire Southlands is like one village. Claire actually mentioned this already. Yeah, I did. But it Plus the one that's already been wiped out. It might be. We don't know. Like 40 people get stopped by the worst event known to humankind. <laughs> you like that momentous, but okay. <sighs> when Co- when at our Cole cuts three villagers, which was awesome. And I agree with that. That was awesome. Without ever even having to say or else. That's like half the remaining population of the Southlands. (laughs) And I think that point is super valid. I think Mm -hmm. that we are never given a sense of the scope of the Southlands. Mm -hmm. Like, and we should have been. Oh, I just remembered another hot take, but I'll, I'm going to drop it in at the end. Okay. Uh, Bronwyn catches it in the, oh, I'm injured, but will survive spot. 
which is usually reserved strictly for bullet wounds. Yeah. Um, usually the, the arrow wound that people survive is the one in the leg, I think. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but um, that shoulder part where it's too high to be your lung and it's not your heart side or whatever. Yeah. Or what, what's when the dam opened up, I audibly gasped. Tears hovering at the edges of my eyes, <laughs> ready to spill over into my cheeks. Um, <laughs> that was that was an amazing upset for our heroes. I absolutely agree. Um, Some of those are Justin's words, <laughs> but it fit. <laughs> Oh. Oh, we're never going to be left alone again. <laughs> Trusted to do this on our own. Never again. No, I, I, sh- mm. I, I feel like I've been really taking the piss out of Philip, and I apologize for that. I love Philip. No, you're doing great. Um, <laughs> uh, Kelly, so you had a hot take you wanted to share? My one hot take. And again, um, this, I give all of my hot takes knowing this could just be something that is confusing to me. Um, the moment where the queen is like, Halbrand is this king. And everybody's like, the king we were promised? And I was like, when did that happen? When were they promised a king? I don't remember this. Why are we celebrating right now? What's going on? <laughs> Once again, I was like, wait, what's happening? And then the dam explodes. And I was like, well, what about the king thing? (laughs) I would like to say that my hot take for this episode sort of follows off of what you just said. And that is this, the thing about this episode and about a lot of this show is that they don't do very much foreshadowing. They don't really, they don't build what's going to happen into the story. Mm -mm. Like the stuff with Adar, when Adar, when when Galadriel's like, oh, you're one of the elves that was kidnapped by Morgoth and, you know, turned into blah, 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 and a forerunner of the orcs. Mm-hmm. Like, why is this the first time we're hearing that story? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I knew that story. But why is this the first time that my wife is hearing that story? Yes. Why? Why? Yeah. why? And could they not have taken a reference to that story, something about elves, and built it into into Galadriel's quest. Could that not have all been relevant? One hundred percent. Like if she hates orcs and Sauron as much as she does, mm-hmm. and there's literally this whole line of elves, these this group of elves who were corrupted by Morgoth and turned into the into the orcs. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't that feel like it could have been woven together to yes. be like? And mm-hmm. I just because there's so much there's so much there that the the, the the death of her brother at the hands of literally, you know, these other uh, elves that have been turned into orcs and Sauron and that gets all messy. And then you're also talking about like, okay, well, these are just, it's like zombies, right? It's like, oh, if we could build in that tension of feeling like, oh, I recognize that dude. Mm -hmm. And like, this is heartbreaking for me. Mm But then she wouldn't be able to have a genocide speech. Uh, I think yeah. she could have. You could still have made that work, you know. Well, you know or or you could have made a different emotional villainous speech work, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I just, yeah, my hot take is that don't give us all of the backstory at the moment of revelation, you know. Yeah. And that seems yeah. to be what they do, you know. 
Yeah. Agreed. Indeed. Um, yeah. Well, are those all the hot takes? I think so. What do we, what do we hope for in the last two episodes? Wow. Just one thing, just one thing you hope for. I'll start us off with just one whole episode about Harfoots and them ending up someplace where like we're scared or something. I don't know. A whole episode about Harfoots. (laughs) Or at least the healthy part of the episode. I'm not, that was not opposition. That was, you know shoot for the moon while you're at it. I don't think they're going to give that to you. You know, you sounded like my husband when he was passive aggressively giving me an opinion with. Not only question. that, I don't think <laughs> I, I, I genuinely wanted this show. I, I was expecting Nori to be the center of the show. Mm-hmm. Nori should have been the center of this show. Mm-hmm. We should be seeing these events through Nori's eyes. She could have been the normal person, just like Perfect. Sam just like Bilbo, you know, Uh and that could have been fucking perfection to me, Uh but I, I no longer expect to get that. Um, I would like before this season is over, I would like to know who the stranger is. Uh That is my one, that is my wish. I would like to know this. If we leave this season without that revelation, I will be annoyed. Yep. I hope for that as well, actually. That was one of my hopes. Uh, My other hopes are I would like for a ring to be mentioned. (laughs) I feel like we'll get that, but yes. I also hope for a humbled Galadriel. Can I hope I would like to see a little, even if it's just a scene, just one of her being like, maybe I'm going about this the wrong way. Even that, even just like a bit of a bit of self-doubt. Self-doubt. Just a second of her being like, or being given shit. Like being, have, or be, like, have her shit handed to her exactly. by someone. Yeah. Yes. I also want to know. Um, no, I'll leave it at that. I this have is two good. more wants now. Oh no! <laughs> we we opened the dam. We 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 broke loose the dam. I just want to see a Balrog fuck some shit up. I I, I mean, yeah, that, that's not. It would be bad. nice. I feel like this, you know, Oradrun blowing up is enough of a seismic event in middle earth that it may have dropped a couple of rocks on a balrog's head in cause of doom and just kind of gotten him you know a little stirred out of his hibernation or whatever he's doing and i would like to hear the word narsil i would like to find out that elendil has a sword or for him to get a sword that he names narsil that's just my really geeky desire but yeah Mm -hmm. I want to see more Martin Ten <sighs> Whoops, wrong show. <laughs> um, 
Martin Ten Bones that is actor, hate- that actor is in, you will see more of the actor who plays Martin Ten Bones. Totally. Martin, I'm down yes. for that. Martin Ten Bones is currently living with Tom Bombadil over on the other side of the north. Exactly. <laughs> he's just hanging out. That's what he's doing. Um, um okay. do we have a recommendation? Lisa I'm was doing the recommendation. scheduled to do it, but you it, is this going to be an off-the-cuff recommendation? I think it is going to be off the cuff. So just give me one second. Excellent. Okay. Well, before then, let's do the, the that episode was. This. Let's do that episode was. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. I see. I even have it highlighted in my notes, and I skip over it. Mm-hmm. That episode yeah. was. Um, and and give because both uh, Philip and Lisa gave us their what episode was is. Um, so do both of those as well. I'm going to give Kelly Sue time to think of her recommendation. Okay. So I'm going to do Lisa's that episode was. Super. That episode was whatever. <laughs> um, that was great. And then I will do Phillips that episode was. That episode was surprisingly exciting, but a single drop of water after a drought. So we'll see. Much to Claire's annoyance, so many words. Um, <laughs> single drop of water. I'm going to say that episode was good, but not good enough. Kelly Sue, that episode was? That episode was... Um, Physical shrug is not a word. <laughs> I'm going to say that episode was manipulative because that manipulative go. shit happened multiple times. It happened with Bronwyn and Erendir. It happened with uh, Isildur and his Isildur, Isildur, Isildur. and his dad Isildur. and the horse. I was like, don't bring the horse into this. I don't need an Artax moment. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. All of that type of stuff. Manipulative. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say that that episode was beautiful, but st- stupid beautiful but stupid <laughs> it was it's uh exactly just like me my wife it was a me. 10 but <laughs> it doesn't pick up its cheese okay. it crumbs from the couch anyway so Jeez, I bet you there were two things that came to mind when i was like if you like this then you'll like I don't love either one of them as a recommendation, (laughs) but I'm just going to go with it. So the first one, which is a glorious example of a movie built around people with a single aim that results in an epic battle, the 300. (laughs) I can't believe I would ever actually recommend this movie. Um, It is not a movie that's aged well um but it is an, a pretty epic battle that's shot really innovatively for the time and it's single focused i think it might even be a tight 90 um lovely and then the other recommendation that came into my mind was of course last of the mohicans if you liked this episode, you will definitely like The Last of the Mohicans. I love the way you say, of course, The Last of the Mohicans. Well, because you guys know my my forever love of Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, 
but also similar themes, the last of their kind, um, very epic battles. Um, we have no idea where dogs, they are half the time. <laughs> no idea where they are half the time. Um, the people running the show are morons. <laughs> oh my God. All similar and delightful. I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never seen The Last of the Mohicans, you need to go and do that. Wonderful. Oh, well, that brings episode six to a close. We only have two more episodes left. So brace yourselves, I think. That is all. We're going to go now. See you back here for the penultimate episode of season one of Rings of Power. And until then... Fly, you fools. This has been a Popsicle Podcast production.